Mask mandates are now coming back in some locations across the country, and the highest levels of American government are discussing not only mask mandates in schools, but also federal mandates. This and so much more surrounding the COVID-19 vaccines and the variants is reverberating throughout the media and its talking heads are already prepping the American public for lockdowns. Given the tyranny that we've been through, how many are ready to return? We'll explore this and offer some ways you can weather the tyrannical storm in today's episode of Analysis Behind the News, where we provide the perspective and the plan to help restore American liberty and independence. Back in April, Salon had interviewed Monica Gandhi, an infectious disease doctor and professor of medicine at the University of California, San Francisco. Salon reported, Gandhi said even if there is a surge in the winter and fall, it is unlikely that it will have the same impact on our society as it did this previous year. What will change is that the population will have immunity, Gandhi said. I do not think we will need lockdowns or restrictions in the fall and winter. But what about the other variants emerging? Gandhi said she is confident that the vaccines will be effective in protecting people against the new variants. Out of all the talk about immunity, it seems the talk has been either largely forgotten or largely suppressed of the fact that a person gains some immunity from the infection once getting sick. But what is being focused on? Getting vaccinated. However, studies point to how natural immunity lasts much longer and is more effective than the shots, which now appear to require boosters. One of the most often heard phrases over the last 18 months has been to follow the data. Well, what does the data tell us? For that, we go to an article written at the end of June by a data engineer posted at medcitynews.com. He makes the point that if leaders had access to the right data, then they could make better judgments regarding lockdowns. Omar Dror wrote, while most policymakers made follow the data a mantra, it turns out that most didn't, not because they didn't want to, but because they didn't have access to the complete set of data they needed to accurately evaluate. Armed with the requisite data, governments would be able to decide on the appropriate policy that will keep infection illness rates as low as possible with the least damage to the economy, individual rights, and lifestyle. But now that they have the data, will anything change when COVID-19 spikes? Mr. Dror had written earlier in the article, Florida and California offer good examples. During the height of the pandemic, both states averaged a COVID-19 case rate of around 8,900 per 100,000 residents, with death rates similar as well, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. This despite the fact that there was no extensive statewide shutdown or forced mask-wearing mandate in Florida, while California was the first state to impose a statewide shutdown and one of the last to lift it. Digging a bit deeper into the data, last month a study was published by the National Bureau of Economic Research by the RAND Corporation and the University of Southern California. The study looked at the effects of sheltering in place policies implemented throughout the world, including all 50 U.S. states. They wrote in the abstract, We find that following the implementation of SIP, which is shelter in place policies, excess mortality increases. The increase in excess mortality is statistically significant in the immediate weeks following SIP implementation for the international comparison only 
and occurs despite the fact that there was a decline in the number of excess deaths prior to the implementation of the policy. At the U.S. state level, excess mortality increases in the immediate weeks following SIP introduction and then trends below zero following 20 weeks of SIP implementation. We failed to find that countries or U.S. states that implemented SIP policies earlier and in which SIP policies had longer to operate had lower excess deaths than countries slash U.S. states that were slower to implement SIP policies. We also failed to observe differences in excess death trends before and after the implementation of SIP policies based on pre-SIP COVID-19 death rates. So folks, even the data doesn't support these lockdowns, but that doesn't stop would-be tyrants. The public health officer for Los Angeles County recently announced a return to an indoor mask mandate, claiming a surge in cases even among the vaccinated. So let's look at the data, shall we? According to worldometers.info, LA County saw 2,747 new cases just on July 22nd alone, with six new deaths. Again, this is just a daily number, but this is out of a population of more than 10 million people. These are ridiculously low numbers, especially when you compare them to full graphs of data for all of California since March of 2020. You can see that the daily new case count is way down from the peak, as are the daily deaths. Perhaps this is why the LA County Sheriff has announced he will not enforce this measure, saying it is not backed by science. Plus, Sweden announced last week that their seven-day rolling average for COVID-19 deaths was zero, a testament to a country that had limited lockdowns and was predicted to be overrun by the virus. Numbers from early July show that nearly 65% of the adult population in Sweden is either partly or fully vaccinated. For a country whose default should be freedom, the United States of America, by clearly operating outside of its constitutional limitations, has failed, killing many Americans. Big media and big tech are also complicit in this, pushing the hysteria, uh, propaganda, and censoring other views and existing medicines that actually help mitigate symptoms and prevent deaths, including hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Yet, what are we hearing from Dr. Anthony Fauci and big media? That it's those unvaccinated that are the problem and that the vaccines are safe and effective. Well, let me introduce you to even more data, shall we? The Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, or VAERS database, allows for patients and medical personnel to input adverse reactions and deaths related to vaccines. The specific data for COVID-19 vaccine shows 11,405 deaths and 491,217 adverse reactions as of July 16, 2021. The number of dead due to COVID-19 vaccines alone is more than all vaccine deaths reported to VAERS since it began in 1990. So when you hear that vaccines are safe and effective, know that there are no long-term studies confirming this, and many concerns to the opposite have been censored. 
is it really worth it for a disease that has a 99 point whatever percentage of survival? Oh, but you say the Delta variant is exploding around the globe. The numbers are just through the roof just within the last week. Are you sure? The original PCR tests have been heavily criticized as contributing to the case-demic of producing false positives. In fact, this is what was largely behind the much-hyped but incorrect idea of asymptomatic spreaders. By extension, the unvaccinated are now being largely blamed. But as of last week on July 21, the Centers for Disease Control sent out a laboratory alert recommending those using the PCR test to begin transitioning over to other testing methods as it will withdraw its request to the FDA for emergency youth authorization of using the PCR test on December 31st. According to the alert, CDC encourages laboratories to consider adoption of a multiplex method that can facilitate detection and differentiation of SARS-CoV-2 and influenza viruses. Now, does this mean the PCR test could not in the past? Is this why influenza and SARS-CoV-2 were counted together? Is this also why it was reported that influenza had all but disappeared over the last 18 months? Their recommended pulling of this method seems to justify that critics of the PCR tests were right. Meanwhile, those unvaccinated are becoming a scapegoat to pressure them to get the shot. Exactly to what extent the state and federal governments will go to see that you are jabbed is not entirely known. We do know that government uses crises to get its citizens to follow its edicts, create additional government, and of course, more government dependency. The possibilities on this could be very frightening. Those around the globe are already predicting harsh fall and winter lockdowns. However, instead of listening to the propaganda, how about we give our fellow Americans the facts and let them decide for themselves? Remember the days when you were allowed to think for yourself? The level of tyranny generated by our federal and state governments over these last 18 months would have our founding fathers spinning in their graves. While the rest of the world can merely just largely protest, our unique system of government allows us a very direct option. Article 6 of the Constitution tells us that the Constitution and all laws made according to it are supreme. Laws, directives, edicts, rules, and regulations made outside of the Constitution are null and void. The Founding Fathers expected us to ignore these. In fact, James Madison, the father of our Constitution, and Thomas Jefferson, the writer of the Declaration of Independence, wrote on this very topic, suggesting that every state has a natural right to nullify insupportable oppression. The Tenth Amendment also states that if the Constitution has not delegated powers to the federal government, then those powers are reserved to the states or the people. Our state legislatures must stand up to the federal government, nullifying every action made outside its constitutional limitations. If the states won't act, then the counties, local governments, and we the people have a duty to stand up. Americans must understand that if government continues to get away with operating outside of its limitations, then we the people are in essence telling them that it's okay. If that's the case, then there isn't a need for a constitution and we may as well erase state borders get rid of state legislatures, and allow Congress to run our lives. Is that what Americans want? Less freedom? 
Instead, our founders designed a system of checks and balances that allow we, the people, to hold the majority of the power, delegating certain powers to state and federal government. And when one level steps outside of its bounds, we, the people, must hold them accountable. This process is known as nullification and was one of the only tools that helped to lift the mandates and tyrannical orders during the COVID-19 lockdowns. County sheriffs stood up to the counties and states saying they would not enforce the measures. Governors stood up against the federal government. Mayors pushed back against the state and directed the local police to drop enforcement. Prosecuting attorneys said they would not prosecute those arrested. County boards also pushed back against the state. And brave business owners refused to be trampled by tyranny, as did many citizens. Until we understand our role in this unique republic and get involved, we will continue to see the federal government growing unchecked in power, size, and cost, erasing our liberties and freedom along the way. Thomas Jefferson also wrote that the true corrective of abuses of constitutional power was the people themselves. He suggested that if the people are not enlightened enough to exercise control with a wholesome discretion, then the remedy is to inform their discretion by education. And this, ladies and gentlemen, describes the overall strategy of the John Birch Society and how you can beat the lockdowns. The JBS provides materials needed to help inform others of the threats to their freedom, how they are being manipulated into giving up their freedom, and how they can use the tools our founders created for us in 1787 to avoid lockdowns. For example, we have a booklet on Article 6 that explains the overall concept. Plus, we have article reprints that show nullification being used on the state level today, and others yet that show a large awakening of patriots across the country. Now take any or all of these and give them to your county sheriff, your mayor, your city council members, your county board, your town, city, or county attorneys, and owners of local businesses. Be sure to contact your state legislators and your governor. Explain to them the responsibility they have to protect their constituents from the overreaches of government. Our COVID-19 Action Project page is organized to help explain the problem and offer solutions and many free resources that you can use to help stop these coming lockdowns. By working together, we can make America free again. The John Birch Society has stood the test of time for 62 plus years. Many involved in the fight have commented that if it weren't for the John Birch Society, the country would have lost its constitution and its independence long ago, only to be swept up under world government. So we ask you to join today to get started, or at least head over to our Action Project page at jbs.org. Direct links are in the video description. I'm Bill Hahn for the John Birch Society, and until next time, stay informed, stay active, and be bold, patriots.